Hey, y'all. You ever heard of an amazing young woman by the name of Zinzi Smith? Well, I have. And her and I had just an amazing conversation on Beyonce's internet. I will have you know that 20-year-old Zinzi Smith has her own black woman-owned business for an entire year now teaching spin classes. And let me tell you, she's enthusiastic. She wants the world to know that she's ready to help you shed them pounds from Thanksgiving and Christmas and help you keep up with that New Year's resolution that all of us middle-aged people like to make while we're still making them. So I, for one, am going to try and take one of her classes, just $15 for an online class with Zinzi Smith. She also teaches in person in studios in Brooklyn and in Queens and NYC. And all around, I got to tell you, I am just in awe of her. So you can reach out to her on Spin With Zin. That's Spin With Z-I-N on TikTok and on Instagram. And let her know that you heard it here on Black Fluid Poets Podcast. And you're trying to shed them pounds and keep up that New Year's resolution. You feel me? So give her a shout out. Let me know how it went. Hey, y'all. It's your fam. It's Black Fluid Poet, a.k.a. John S. Blake, coming to you live from my humble abode of books. In this pandemic paradise where quarantine ain't cute. What are we up to? Oh, we up to Omnicron now? Omicron? Omni-something? I don't know that alphabet, the Greek alphabet. I I was never part of a frat. But, uh... (laughs) Man, we just... We going through the whole alphabet with this bad boy, huh? Um... It's, you know, I, I'm shocked that to my surprise, so much has happened to me this week. Let me, let me say that. All right. But to sum up one, I'll tell you how overwhelmed I've been. I had no idea that we are four days away from Christmas, like three days in a wake up, probably because this is the first year. I haven't been to the mall, to a store, to a card shop, to buy anyone anything for Christmas. And it's not because I don't want to. Um, It's because a lot of my closest relationships um, in the past couple of years have ended, you know. Um, I got divorced from my ex-wife. And, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're not talking, you know. And I'm not talking to her children as well. And, um... For whatever reason that is, um, I'm not gonna, not gonna stir that pot at this moment. But um, and I had some friends that I thought were close friends, and last year I had bought them Christmas presents, and I told them like, you know, hey, it's quarantine, I get it, just come by, I'll put them on the porch, and they never came, and I had to reevaluate who my friends were. I had to re. I, here's what I had to reevaluate. I had to reevaluate how close we were in actuality as opposed to what I believed. Um, Because obviously I thought I was closer to them than they actually were to me. So those friends are no longer here. Um, I do have a couple of people that I'd like to get a little something for, and and I may do that tomorrow. But um, for the most part, in the city I'm in, I don't have any really, really close bonds. Um, I know a couple of great people, um, but we haven't really spent time together, you know? And so I, 
I was talking to my sister uh, tonight, and she was like, what is it, like the 20th, 21st? And I was like, what? I'm like, it's like the 15th. What are you talking about? I'm like, Christmas is still like over a week away. And she was like, John, Christmas is a couple of days from now. And I swear to God, I was on my phone, and I dragged down the page on my phone, and I was like, it's December 21st. Holy shit, it's December 21st. So, as of right now, it is... December 21st, Tuesday, and it is 3.30 a.m., and I am doing a podcast. This week, um, I had my gallbladder taken out, um, which was traumatic for me, um, surgery and all, but um, I didn't see that coming, and um, I mean, I went into panic mode uh, with my graduate thesis, which I did submit on time, And it was accepted. And uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out a way to get to school, right? Because I still have to get a round trip flight to Nevada, to Reno. And uh, let's see. And I still have to get a cap and gown. And school is January 3rd. (laughs) I came home from the hospital and there were people who actually sent me money for this stuff. And my house got infested with bed bugs, which required a motel stay um, a couple nights. It required staying at friends' houses. And then I had to come in here and buy all these cleaning products and bug repellents. And my house was just in shambles. And I became so overly sad and depressed. And then all, like, then all the Christmas shit came up. And I'm sure you've heard my podcast about footprints in the snow and the cold weather hit. And I just started missing my brother and my mom and family. And like, I went into a tailspin, y'all, like a tailspin. Not to mention, I got sent home with oxycodone, which, oof, to an addict like myself, it was like, man, what? Um, so I'm just taking Advil. That's, that's not going to work. Um, But it has been one hell, hellish of a week. And um, I'm still, like, trying to take it all in. Like, y'all, I just had surgery. Like, I just had surgery. Like, I just had a human being's hands inside my body, taking parts of my body out and then stapling and stitching it back up. And I haven't even had time to process it because I had to get my house clean. I had to get these bugs out of here. Um, and then like all the normal kind of grief that I go through around Christmas time and family. And I think that happens often. I'd like to believe it happens often with people my age, you know, I'm 51. And so a lot of the people we looked up to, a lot of the adults in our lives, they start passing, you know, a lot of our siblings pass. Um, and so it's, it's been, it's been a lot, you know, it's just been a lot. But here I am, and here you are. And um, so with all of that in mind, please keep in mind that um, this podcast, you could use monthly subscribers. You can go to anchor.fm slash blackfluidpoet, and you could subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month. So please keep that in mind. I also have a Patreon account if you'd like to read, um, and that's patreon.com slash black fluid poet and that's where i post poetry essays things of that nature 
And if you're interested in some free uh, work that I do, uh, I just wrote a, I just uh, committed to a 15, no, to a 10 essay contract for thebigsmoke.com. And I'll be writing uh, articles for them over the next couple of weeks, one a week. And um, that should be interesting. And, and I'm, I'm glad, like once graduate school is over, I'm actually being a writer for a living, y'all. Like for a living, I'm going to be a writer for a actual, an actual living to, to, to survive and thrive. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm that much closer to the book deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm looking forward to all of that. Now, with Christmas only four days away, you know, I, I love talking about the joys of Christmas and kids and Christmas trees and seeing the lights and wrapping paper and, and the mess on Christmas morning with all the paper everywhere and the adults all exhausted because it's God knows what time in the morning. Your kids never want to get up to school, but they up at 6 a.m. on Christmas. You better believe they want them new Nikes. So I normally talk about that stuff and I will over the next couple of days. But right now I need to talk about struggle, right? Because, you know, between uh, COVID and capitalism, a lot of people are not going to be here for Christmas that a lot of us wanted to still be here for Christmas for any of these holidays. You know, um, there's a lot of people who just, who didn't make it. And some of it is powerlessness. You know, COVID is COVID. It's an illness. It's a virus. It takes who it wants. You know, the hospitals can only do what they do. And in a free market healthcare system, they can't do much. So the, the medical system was completely overwhelmed. It showed it for being the shit show that it actually was. And um, so hospitals are still full, right? So I go to get my surgery. They kept me in the emergency room for over 24 hours because there were no beds in any neighboring hospitals anywhere. Not even in, in the hospital I was in, nor in any of the neighboring hospitals where I could be placed for my surgery. So I sat in the ER in a bed uncomfortably, wailing, <laughs> on and off of morphine, um, until I could get a bed somewhere. And then they finally decided to just give me the surgery at a neighboring hospital and not give me a room. They put me in a room and said, this is your room. Here, take all of your stuff. We're going to the OR. I went to the OR and then they sent me home. I didn't stay in the hospital, not not 30 minutes after my surgery. Got picked up and went home. There is no room in the hospitals. Oh, excuse me, I got the sniffles. <coughs> Ooh, that was a good one. So there's absolutely no room in the hospitals. And then there's this other aspect, you know, capitalism, of course, having a free market healthcare system is a joke. But I wanna talk about how certain people at this time of year are struggling at Christmas. And those are at the bigger companies and corporations. And I'd like to point out three. Amazon, Starbucks, and Walmart. Now, Target, you're on my list too, but you're gonna wait for another day. But um, I found it just sad, right, that 
employees are basically police now at Walmart. Uh, you go to Walmart and there's one, maybe two registers with actual human beings, at least here, where I am in New Mexico, the third poorest state in the country. But um, I, I noticed that there's maybe two actual human beings behind the register and then the rest is self-checkout with employees just watching everyone, making sure nobody's stealing. And um, I, I thought that was an officer's job. Everybody basically is low-paid security. That's, that's what it's turned into. And, you know, with the whole um, plastic dilemma where, you know, parts of Asia are no longer taking plastic from other countries. Uh, corporations have to do what they have to do to lower plastic. So now they're charging. Uh, they, well, they were originally charging 10 cents a bag for plastic bags. And then they decided to have these Walmart, you know, reusable bags that were 60 cents a piece. But check this out. They decided not to tell the clientele. You get to the register and there are no bags. And the only way you can get bags is by paying 60 cents a bag for these reusable bags. <laughs> And now, let's face it, most of the wealthy do not go to Walmart. These are poor, hardworking families. 60 cents is sometimes the difference between a kid's lunch and bus fare to work. And I thought it um, short, not only short-sighted, but obtuse, and just downright inconsiderate, rude, and self-centered for Walmart to just decide, fuck them. They're going to pay 60 cents a bag or they can carry their groceries however they carry their groceries. It's not our problem. There was no announcement. There was no warning. There was no preparation. There was no pregame. It was like you just got to the register. And if you're anything like me, you have your money down to the nickel. You know exactly what you're spending. And like at the end of it, I needed seven of these reusable bags. And I did not have the $4. I just didn't have it. Um, and I had to make do. And I felt embarrassed. I, I did feel a little bit of shame. I, I took it, you know, like, look, I can't even carry my own damn groceries home. How pathetic am I? And I have to get in an Uber. But you know what? That shit ain't got nothing to do with me. That's corporate America. That's capitalism. I... There's no need for me to feel bad that I can't afford this new charge that you guys decided to put at the end. It's literally like they moved the goalpost. And I'm sure that Walmart has made millions on these reusable bags by forcing customers to have to buy them after they've already paid for their goods and checked themselves out while some poorly paid employee stands over me like a security guard, feeling bad that she has to treat me that way. This is the America that I'm growing up in right now. And you know what, Walmart? Fuck you. Like, that is really shitty. And that's just one of the many things, not to mention all the employees they let go of just to have all these self-checkout aisles. Now, do they give you some sort of a discount for checking your own groceries out? Of course not. No. Fuck them. That's, that's how they look at us. Fuck them. Where else are they going to go? Since Walmart has taken over so many mom and pop shops, where, where else are people going to go sometimes? You know? 
And people say, well, you can always go to Target, but you're going to pay a little more. And yes, they do. They, they pay their employees a little more, but they don't pay them enough. Let's not kid ourselves. Target, we're going to talk about you another day, but you you on notice. This <laughs> You are on deck, baby. Amazon. What's funny is I was um, watching a YouTube video with an employee who drives for Amazon. And he talked about pulling into the Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville, Illinois, five minutes after the tornadoes had already ripped through them. There were, in the Midwest, a conglomeration of 30 tornadoes that ripped through the Midwest in one day. Now, this is some apocalyptic type shit. 30 tornadoes in one day in one region of our country, in one country. And uh, the driver pulled in five minutes after the tornadoes hit, and he said, you know, the whole back of the warehouse was destroyed. People had died. And you know what that made me realize was that this man was driving all day in a region where 30 tornadoes had landed, working. Through tornadoes. Working. Getting paid to drive. Now, now these tornadoes ripped through a warehouse. And he's driving this itty bitty little van. If it could tear the roof of a warehouse off, what would it do to a van? Exactly. This man risked his life for less than a living wage. Sounds noble. Sounds honorable. He's probably got kids at home. He's probably a good dad. He's probably a good boyfriend, good husband. Who should have to do that? In what world do you have to deliver packages and risk your fucking life? I mean, other drivers have talked about having to piss in bottles, um, having to poop in a bag because they're not allowed to take breaks during the day. They're not allowed to stop working. In, um, I think it's called Bessemer, Alabama, they're fighting for a union. And I, oh God, the universe may bless them. I hope they get it. I hope they get this union. I don't have to tell you that uh, the employees are predominantly black. I mean, I'm sure I don't have to tell you. I'll tell you anyway. But there are white and black um, people representing the union trying to get this started. And if, it's, if it starts, it's going to turn into something hopefully beautiful for the everyday poor working family. Because these Amazon warehouses are everywhere. There's one here. They, they're, they're popping up everywhere. And they are taking over delivery. Um, and we're, we're not even going to talk about... Well, yeah, we are. The warehouse in Kentucky. This thing was destroyed. With tens of people dead. Employees who were told ordered to stay in the warehouse. 
They were not allowed. Let me, let me, let me give you that word one more time. Allowed to go home. Now, you, you come to my house and I say, look, I'm going to pay you to clean my house. And you come to my house and you're like, okay, I'm cleaning. Hey, oh shit, something happened to my daughter. I got to get to her school. And I say, no, you're not allowed to leave. What? What are you talking about? I'm not allowed to leave. No, you're not leaving my house. That's called kidnapping. Amazon kidnapped their employees. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think, not what I know, because I'm not sure. Um, there are people who, you know, study these types of things and they know the laws and the rules. But here's what I suspect. I suspect driving home through a slew of tornadoes and getting hurt would make Amazon responsible. It would make Amazon liable for any injuries you, you, occurred, you incurred leaving the warehouse. Because in good conscience, they should have stayed home. They should have been allowed when the tornado warnings came to go home to their families. Because everybody knows in the Midwest, a tornado is not just a strong breeze. That is some frightening shit. It levels entire towns. We've seen what it can do in Ohio, Oklahoma City, you know, parts of Missouri. It happens all the time. So let's not, let's not, let, let's not assume that it's just another day, right? Let's, you know, when, when a winter storm hits in New York State, motherfuckers buckle down. When there's a hurricane warning in Louisiana, we know what that shit is. Amazon told their workers they were not allowed to go home. Like there was potential death to loved ones. And I bet a union would have nipped that shit in the bud a long time ago. People are dead because corporations are run by greedy individuals who don't have to be in those warehouses, who are sitting comfy, bunkered down in some lodge somewhere with a big blanket and a fireplace, who are eating well from exploiting poor working families. These people, just nine days ago, are not coming home for Christmas because their bosses thought it more important for them to risk their lives than be here today. Because someone, somewhere, nowhere's near the danger, said, fuck them. And that really is how um, this 1% has been treating us for a long time, man. A long time. And I'm tired of it. I canceled my Amazon uh, subscription weeks ago. And there are things, man, that I need, that I want, that I wish I could have in the next three or four days. But I am not going to be a part of forcing someone to risk their fucking lives just so I can get a package conveniently. I won't do it. I'm not going to play into it. I'm also not going to save money running into Walmart for shit anymore. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Like, pay these people, man. If you could afford to buy automated systems and cameras and security stuff just so customers can check out their own groceries and then get stuck with the bill of these reusable bags, 
You can afford to treat your employees decently and pay them a living wage. Uh, to quote AOC, billionaires don't make a billion dollars. They take a billion dollars. They decide that that's what they've earned. And they decide that that's what you haven't earned. Now, during quarantine, oh my God, these were, what, what, what were we calling them? Uh, essential workers. Essential Essential. What a word. That's a sexy word. Essential. Baby, you are essential in my life. Damn. That's that's some smooth pimp talk. These are essential workers. They ain't give them no essential pay. They didn't give them hazard pay for risking their lives to COVID last year. And they're not giving them any hazard pay for driving through tornadoes. But I bet a union would. A union would negotiate something like that. Starbucks. I haven't gone to Starbucks in months ever since I found out about their union-busting tactics. Now, I used to work at a Starbucks at, B at Virginia Commonwealth University, and it was uh, the busiest Starbucks in the state of Virginia at one time. Um, and probably still, or at least in the top three in the whole state of Virginia. That line has 40, 50 people in it all day and all night. And during midterms and finals, it's 24 hours. And they tell you you're working. Oh, they tell you you're working. And I remember I was making, I think, $7.25 an hour. Now, this was only four years ago, three years ago. It was $7.25 an hour. And I remember one of the most expensive drinks we had was $8.75. We made, you make, I think it was probably three coffees a minute. I mean, you could do all this math. I'm getting paid one of the cups of coffee every hour. You're making three coffees a minute. In 60 minutes, that's 180 coffees. That's hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars an hour. Just the one person making coffee. Now, they had three different coffee-making machines and a cold station. That's thousands of dollars an hour. While each employee there, none of them. One woman was making almost $15 an hour, but she had been there 16 years. Managing the place without a manager's title, without a manager's salary, without a manager's benefits. But she was there every day. She probably still is now. Shout out to Miss Kim, Virginia Commonwealth University Starbucks. One of the best employees I've ever seen in my entire life. Hardest working woman in show business. Shows up every day, nonstop, groggy in the morning, raising her children all night. $15 an hour after 16 fucking years of giving them her back, her knees, her ankles. I will not go to Starbucks until they have a union. I won't. I'm, I love their Christmas drinks, man. Please don't get me wrong. Oh, Starbucks coffee is amazing. But fuck them. You know, what did DMX say? If it's fuck me, then you know it's fuck you. That's, that's how it is. That's how I am with Amazon. That's how I am with Walmart right now. And that's how I am with Starbucks. I am not going to help these giant conglomerates exploit my neighbors. My neighbors, my neighbors' kids, my kids, my friends, 
we're desperate. All of us out here desperate, working two and three jobs because we can't find one. Because the people in the older generations are too scared to not continue working. They got all of us scrambling against each other while they're counting money like strippers in a mirror. And I'm done. I am done being manipulated and exploited. And to top it all off, Amazon, if you don't cut your shit with these commercials about kindness, you're not fooling anyone. I am so dumb with the hypocrisy. Like, I remember being six years old and I remember looking forward to pledging allegiance. I thought it was this grown-up shit to do. You know, you saw adults do it at ball games. You know, you saw soldiers doing it. And I thought this was important. This was important stuff, you know. The Pledge of Allegiance, important stuff. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And man, I had to practice that shit. I was practicing the mirror. And I remember when I put my hand over my heart, I made sure my fingers were closed and straight. Because this is important stuff. This is, you know, about loving your country. This is about being proud. I'm 51 now. You couldn't pay me enough money to say that shit. Because I know better. I know better. It's not true. It's not true. It's just not true. We are not one nation under God. We are not indivisible. And there isn't liberty and justice for all. And I'm, I'm, I'm done trying to find a way to soften that blow. I've lived here 51 years. Being an anti-capitalist is not being anti-American. Being an anti-capitalist is not being anti-American. Wanting to see people eat, wanting to see children see a doctor, wanting power lines to be far away from playgrounds, wanting the drinking water to be actually drinkable. That's American. That's patriotism. Wanting your neighbors to thrive, that's American. That's patriotism. Wanting to see people get a fair wage for the work they do in a day, that's fucking American. That's about as patriotic as you could be. Exploiting people who are desperate. You know, I remember I've, I've, I've had some conversations with people about mandatory minimums in drug sentencing. And what it does is it puts the, the prosecutor in a, in a comfy situation, right? It puts him in the corner office of, of the decisions, of the negotiations. Because I got your client for 10 years minimum. So if I offer five, I look like a saint. And you're going to have to take it because if you're found guilty, which you will be, you're looking at 10 years. So take it. That's what corporations are doing to the poor working family. They're like, look, you're going to work. You're going to work to death one way or another. Come here. We ain't going to pay you $15, $20 an hour. 
but we will pay you 12. We ain't going to give you benefits, but we have a doctor on staff. Um, you know, we ain't going to give you sick days, but hey, at least you got a job. What you don't want is to be unemployed. What you don't want is to be homeless. What you don't want is to have no money to possibly someday maybe see a doctor. And hey, I mean, you could always use your food card. There are people out here with full-time jobs that are using food cards at Walmart. There are people who work for Amazon. No. There are people who work at Walmart who are ordering things on Amazon while drinking a Starbucks coffee and using a food card to go grocery shopping. In the same store that they work in, they are literally giving their bosses the money back. Amazon workers who wanted to get their kids a special $100 game, a PlayStation, some new kicks, an instrument, a computer, a laptop, uh, one of the new phones. They took extra shifts and worked through tornadoes for Christmas. They weren't given any bonuses. wasn't any special treatment. They took what they could get because they had to. And now they're dead. What will Christmas look like in Edwardsville, Illinois, in Kentucky, for these people, these families, whose mother or father just wanted to make a little extra money to help out, to make ends meet, to make Christmas beautiful. And now, they're just footprints in the snow leading away from the house. I don't want to hear about Amazon wish lists or great Starbucks coffee. I don't want to hear about Walmart. Like, it's not even funny anymore. People are dying. They are dying. Never mind the, the, the absolute humiliation of having to piss in a bottle just so you can continue on being exploited all day. These people worked to death because their employers wouldn't give them the day off. I'm not even talking about a living wage at this point. Just a day off. Just a day off. Just let them go home. Let them go home while they still have a home. Some people lost their lives and their homes. I don't know what the... I don't know what the solution is to this in the future, but I know unions would help. And I know that one union has already started in Starbucks. Hallelujah, holla back. Not enough, but it's a good start. And now Bessemer, Alabama, Amazon Warehouse just might have a union. And I hope they make it. I hope they make it. Because this exploitation has to end. These... Joe Mansions of the free market system have got to go. All of them. They got to go. These people that just don't care. 
Joe Manchin. That's a whole nother. I'm not doing it. Nope. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. This is long enough. Y'all, this is Black Fluid Poet. You can find me on Cash App at John S. Blake. You can find me on Venmo at John Survivor Blake. And you can find me on PayPal as JSB, the poet at Gmail. Please consider subscribing to the podcast. And it is holiday season, and I will talk about some beautiful things this week, I promise. But it's just un-American to not think of those who have died serving this country. Remember to love yourselves, and if you fall short, you can always start over at any time. Good night, y'all.